the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Looking for a mobile measurement partner? Or like the cool kids like to say, an MMP? Well, we've got you covered with our partner, Airbridge.io. Experience an unparalleled, accurate, and unified view of your mobile marketing performance, even in today's dynamic landscape shaped by privacy changes. What's more, Airbridge has recently launched MMM Studio, setting a new standard as the only MMP offering a self-service marketing mix modeling solution. Say goodbye to guesswork and hello to data insights. Learn more by going to their website, airbridge.io. That once again is airbridge.io. Notix is an audience re-engagement service based on web and in-app push notifications that work for both desktop and mobile devices. With Notix, website app owners and marketers can share their content and interact with their audiences in a highly engaging channel while still having the opportunity to monetize both mobile and web subscribers. Learn more by visiting notix.co. That is an O-T-I-X dot C-O. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve B. Young, founder of AppMasters.com. Got a lot of things. Trying to host and produce at the same time. Very difficult, my friends. But welcome to our weekly Friday live streams where we really break down what's working in the app space. Bring on a really intelligent app marketer to really help you grow. And for me, to stay sharp and learn about what's new in the app marketing space. And today we're going to talk all about product-led growth. How do you sustain revenues, especially during economic downturn, downturns? Our guest today, Lomit Patel, is a full funnel marketing and growth leader with experience scaling startups like Tinker, which is currently where he's at, Roku, Trusted ID, Texture, and InView. And he's yeah. also a public speaker and I've seen him a lot of different events. So if you go to the app marketing events, you'll see him there as well. Advisor, he, can, he writes on Forbes. Pretty neat thing. Hacker Noon. And he's the author of Lean AI, part of the best selling selling lean startup series by none other than Eric Reese. So without further ado, let's bring in Lomit Patel. Lomit, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're a neighbor as well. So we should be just doing this live. All right. I want to say hi to a few people that showed up early. Nurex is here. What's up, Nurex? And then we've got Mary as well. Peter. Luis. Peter again. We are doing great. Good to see you. And then Miguel. And then Musa Turan. That's a new name. So good to see you, Musa, on LinkedIn. All right, let's talk about product-led growth. You know, actually, let me start with this. Something that I've been thinking about, because we've been thinking about product-led growth, because we have a very simple app that's doing okay, you know, pretty decently, about 10,000 a month. And then we're like trying to figure out, okay, what products, what features should we build? When do you think it's the right time to start considering product-led growth? Is it from the very beginning or is it like, hey, after you've sort of done like product market fit? I would say, um, you know, product-led growth definitely happens once you have product market fit because then, then, then you kind of know that people actually value your product, right? Okay, good. <laughs> but, but 
But, but the key part about product-led growth, you know, I think for the most part, the, the earlier you can kind of put it into your overall growth strategy, the better, because mm-hmm. it kind of becomes a really strong foundation on, on which you can lean on growing the business more organically versus needing to lean more heavily on paid, which generally, you know, is 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 is, is a challenge, right? With a lot of companies, especially when based on different economic situations. And, you know, it, the more you're dependent on paid, that then it becomes a challenge, right? When it when, when the cost of acquiring customers continue to go up. And, and if you have that strong foundation in place where the product actually becomes the, the growth engine um, and you can, you can drive more users around organic and word of mouth, then, then, mm. then, then, then you've got, you know, a really good um, foundation to really sort of lay a paid on top of that versus need to be highly dependent on paid versus organic. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Is this just, is product-led growth, okay, this is a dummy question, is it yeah. just another way of saying, hey, you know, like build some viral components within your app that lead to word of mouth, referrals, and so you're building features that will essentially drive growth, so like word of mouth referrals. Is it is it simple as that? It's as simple as that, but but ultimately, if you think about it, what really gets people to, 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 to you know, engage with those types of um, features is really if they really love your product, right? So I think the the core of product like growth is to really focus on on being customer centric and building something that the customer is going to continue to value and love. And 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 as you know, you know, um, people's um, perceptions on products and stuff continue to evolve and change, right? So what you may have product market fit with today won't necessarily be the same thing, let's say a year or a couple of years from now. So continue to, to have that feedback loop on your customers consistently so you, that, so that you continue to build that relationship and continue to, to know that your users are continuing to value you know, what, what you have in your product. The, the more you're able to sort of engage and get that feedback and continue to, 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 to take that feedback and, 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 and innovate the product to continue to make it more customer centric where users continue to value it, then the more they're likely to engage and, and, and it, with, with those components where, where you can build more virality and sharing into the product. My buddy Jordan's here. He says, sup, Steve, does, how does Lomit define product market fit? Like what thresholds, what metrics does he look at to determine if there's product market fit? so that you feel confident leaning into product-led growth? So for me, um, when I look at product market fit, I, I think ultimately the the thing to look at is, you know, do, do your users really value your product? And there's two ways they can either value it. Either they value it with their time or with their money. And so, mm. you, know, uh, you know, the first thing to kind of look at is, is, is engagement data in terms of, like, are people – um, you know, how much time are people spending the product? Uh, how much um, are they engaging with different facets of the product? And, 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 and are they actually coming back to the product as well? You know, because the key thing is if the product was to go away, are people going to actually be upset or not? If, if they're going to be upset, then you know they actually value what's in the product. And, and once once you sort of focus and, and build engagement and, and, and however you define that engagement, it could be around, you know, people spending time in the product, people coming back to the product because different products have, you know, different um, 
um, ways of, you know, some products require people to come in daily. Some could be weekly, some could be monthly. So depending on how you, you know, um, uh, how you define engagement, you know, and, and, you know, you know, that's important. And then the second part is ultimately, you know, once, once you have product market fit, you want to be thinking about how you're going to monetize those users. And, and, and the question there is, you know, depending on, you know, you know, how you, how you want to monetize them, whether it's for advertising, for subscriptions or through in-app purchases, just, just try to put some components in, into the product, see if people are even willing to pay for it. Are there some low hanging fruit? Like in terms of features, here's some features that, you know, every app should build to help drive that growth. I would say low hanging, low, low hanging features are things that, that I hear, you know, a lot on this show and, and, and some other shows, which is sort of the basics around onboarding, right? Because if mm-hmm. you don't get people onboarded well into your product, um, for the most part, the way to think about it is user attention continues to diminish, right? And so the, the time where you really have people engaged is when they're first sort of, you know, um, getting into your product. And so the whole registration and onboarding experience, it's really important to try to figure out um, really quickly how you can get users not only to 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 register for your product, but to start using that product, whatever that could be, and, and remove as much friction to getting them to do that first-time user experience where they can experience some kind of wow around, you know, this product has some value. So, you know, but but a big part is really doing the onboarding experience. With some products, you know, it could be a matter of asking them some, some questions or some quizzes to really figure out, you know, what, Kind of what the objective is coming into the product, and 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 then trying to set that up so that once once they complete registration, you've got something that is tailored to be a little bit more personalized to them, or at least it speaks to them, so so they feel like you know that wow, this has something that I'm looking for, or it could be um, doing the onboarding to to really sort of provide some kind of. Um, um, some kind of tutorial to really sort of explain what the product's about so that, you know, they have some expectations coming into the product on, on, on what to do next. That's the biggest thing, you know, depending on the product that you have, it's always good. You know, once somebody gets into your product for the first time, they should have some, some level of understanding on, 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 on where do I go next? Right. To, 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 and, and, and not just feel kind of stuck. I like it. I know Yeva will like that. We talked about it. She's the PM at Headway. Love that app, by the way. And we talked a lot about onboarding. And I've been thinking about that onboarding too since that conversation with Yeva and being like, you know, make sure every onboarding experience engages users. You know, we we really broke it down a bit. But as I've after the onboarding, you know, personally, I feel like okay, product market fit, like monetization, is the is the app making money? Are people converting high enough? right? Then you're like, okay, people, there's a need. And then the things that I'm talking thinking about from a features perspective are like simple things like streaks, you know, like, could that help you? You, we, We're going to talk about this a little bit community, right? So are there things around that, like the posts, once you get them into the app, are there other features that you felt like one can increase engagement at streaks, maybe have social chair, shares like badges and stuff. And then like, adding that community component because then people get really engaged or so anything beyond that. So, so I think, you know, um, 
when, when you talk about um, streaks, that, that that's really important, right? Because the idea okay. is... To, <laughs> Feel free to disagree, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But what I was going to say is the way we've sort of done it at Tinker is, is, is we call it missions. So basically, I mean, to be honest, you know, learning to code, depending on different kids, yeah. it could be either really fun or it could be kind of a dry and, and challenging in subject right so 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 in order to try and make it fun you know you know we try to come up with these different missions which which is pretty much different linear paths of different um projects that need to be created to earn different rewards similar to what you were talking about right there's there's some kind of rewards around um um, completing different tasks and the fun part about that is for the most part at least for our users you know kids really value those rewards those intrinsic um feedback that you know earning badges and, and and points that they can redeem for for different prizes and, and rewards as well as kind of getting that validation within the community of you know that this person is is is, is doing pretty well so you know i feel you know you know that's important but it, but the other thing that um that that we found um that that's important too is you know for people that 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 may find it hard to get started. You know how can you know how can we make that that easier for them to to get started in, into the product? And one of the things that we sort of introduced into in, into Tinker since I've been here is 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 this element of live coaching. And by that, it mm. it sort of follows the, the the playbook of what a lot of SaaS businesses do, where they have customer success managers. And but the difference is we have these um, you know highly trained um, teachers you know that 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 are pretty well um trained on 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 how to tinker product works and so the first thing that we offer anyone and most people take this is a free coaching session with a live expert who can help walk them through the product and help them get started on those missions and, wow. and, and that really helps because even though you know um it, you know it it seems like you know there might be some additional costs, but 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 the fact is, you know, a lot of a lot of the teachers that we work with are, are based out of um, India, and, and and they're really highly trained and and, and educated. But, but but you know, we're able to kind of you know you know um, provide that experience, and 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 still and still be able to you know bake it in and, and and be profitable because you know the fact is, the more people we get started engaged in using the product, the more they're likely to stick around. So having that hand-holding has really helped us. And it's been something that differentiates us from a lot of other coding platforms. I love that. Okay, after a kid has done a mission, are you doing anything to encourage the kid or parent to share this out or drive growth? Okay, we got them engaged, great, bing. And then what else next? How do we get them to actually like, Help us grow and get more downloads, get more users in. Yeah, so so um, you know, one of the things that we've really been trying to do is is we've automated a lot of these progress reports, so parents get these weekly updates on on how the kid is doing in the product. And I think that you know, for for me in you know being a parent, you know, you know, you know, that's a sense of pride to sort of know that your yes. kid is is learning and growing and, and and generally that's where the parents are more likely to kind of share that or tell people about the product like hey this is great you know like little Johnny is stunned using Tinker and wow he's really you know um, getting excited to to be you know learning the code on Tinker versus maybe spending time 
playing um, some other game or whatever, right? Because it, it's kind of like a gaming experience. Right. That and then, and then with kids, for the most part, you know, you know, a huge part of you know what we try to encourage is kids to create these different projects and 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 then to share them in the community and 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 and, and get feedback from from other other members in the community to help them to kind of improve on that. So it's kind of like asynchronous learning to a certain extent. We a lot of other kids you know, love to share these projects. And so that ends up creating a flywheel in itself within our own community because it, it gets them more um, social validation from other kids. But also um, a lot of kids that we find love to share a lot of their content on on, on, on social um, mm-hmm. sites as well, like like YouTube about, hey, this is what I'm creating on Tinker. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know we, we do kind of make it easy for them to kind of sh- social share it. Yeah. But, but 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 a big part of it is, you know, they see other kids doing it. So it's just like kind of helps sort of create those habits for them. Yeah, I love that whole like see other kids doing it. You know, one of my favorite apps that I've been using is called Zero Intermittent Fasting. And they used to have this, but they took it away. Let me see. Yeah, they, it used to say, well, one, there's streaks right at the very top. And then it used to say like X amount of people are fasting at the same time and for some reason it gave me like a dopamine hit like it made me feel like part of a community and it's these little small little things and i've seen flip do this too another app that's like a study timer for college students primarily just students high school and college students and they're like hey you know here's how many people are studying at the same time as you and just i was like oh that's kind of cool like i really do like it yeah i mean i mean for us you know one of the things that i found Obviously, marketing to kids is is different from from, from marketing to like eighteen plus. But yes. but, <laughs> but but something that's really sort of blown my mind away is just how creative most kids are. Like if you kind of give them the tools, for the most part, they will find a way to figure it out, or they will reach out to peers within our community to to help them. You know, and, and and the fact that we have live coaching as well, you know, that's another component for them to to kind of you know learn and grow within the product. But um, you know, uh, you know, once they get started, for the most part, you know, you know, uh, you know, there is um, some something about you know um, the kids, at least the ones that you know that use Tinker, where they love to kind of share stuff, you know, and 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 and, and kind of get that feedback and yeah. and. and 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 for the most part, you know that that that's that that's the thing I would say is one of the glues that keeps kids coming back because it's not just you know you, you you're going on this journey by yourself you're going on this journey with 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 yeah. with, with so many other kids right and 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 everybody starts at different different uh, you know at different levels so you know there's you know you know it it's really about sort of finding your your own sets of people within the community to help, you know, to encourage you. One of my favorite subject lines that works all the time is yeah. you are not alone. And it, it is a human psychology and he, human yeah. need that we need to feel part of the community. Here's how I think about like virality or product-led growth. I'm like, what? Have users. Like, you know, people start thinking about it. Like, oh, this is going to be the feature that goes viral. I'm like, bro, you know, don't put the horse before the carriage or whatever that's saying, it's carriage before the horse. It's like, yeah. have users first. To make customers look good, right? Like, and you kind of talked about this, like simple yeah. things like this, calm. And I was like, look, after meditation, I wanted to just see how many people are sharing it. And you could see tons of people are sharing this daily calm, you know, crossy road. You can see, you know, people are sharing this type of like quick little 
all you, you died and then how far you get top score. Like, you know, people are sharing that. This is what you talk about a little bit, like the weekly status report. So this again to zero, they don't do this anymore though, but it's a weekly email I get. And it's like, Hey, you fasted. Look at your longest fast 20 hours. Tweet this. So I was like, Hey, is anybody tweeting this? So I just checked, you know, hashtag fast fasting with zero. And you can see like, there were a ton of tweets just going on. What do you think about these things? Now, I think all of those are great. I think the key part around all of these things, at least the way, you know, for us was to initially sort of, you know, build these things, you know, in, in, and sort of do these manual pulls with data to even see if people were value in it. But once we found that, you know, the engagement being like, you know, how many people were, when we send these emails, the open rates are like, like really high. Yeah. Click-through rates are really high. Sharing rates are really high. We knew we were onto something. Then the next question is, how do we productize this so that we can automate a lot of this? And 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 you know, we get all you know, you know, a lot of this data you know lives within us database so then the question was really sort of you know building these templates around whether it's email or an app or push and just feeding those with with, with different different components of 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 how you know progression and and certifications and stuff were happening for diff- different kids and um you know now that it's all automated you know for us it's it's not really that much of a pull you know it 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 it, it, it it's kind of you know rinse and repeat and and, and it kind of works by itself then then it's just a matter of just just looking at that and and figuring out what else do we want to add to that mix right or or, or what else can we do from a creative standpoint and okay. and and so you know i'm surprised when companies you know you know like like you and i talk about these things seem like they could be working but 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 i wonder if 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 they've kind of not taken it to the next level which is to try and automate these processes cuz 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 if you keep trying to do these and 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 and, and, and there's more manual uh, processes involved it can get really taxing as 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 the scale grows on the business yeah. Do you think that things like this have like diminishing returns after a while? Like maybe the first couple of dope, we get a dopamine hit. And then after a while, it's like, okay, I get it. I'm fasting a lot. Thank you so much. Maybe it's that like maybe that first week or first month where it's most critical. And then after a while, like, okay, I get it. You know, I start deleting those emails maybe after a while. I don't know. Just wanted your opinion on this. I would say it's different for different people, but, um, but, but the key part, you know, ultimately, you got to kind of look at the entire kind of customer journey and, and life cycle, right? I mean, the key is really to increase lifetime value, whether that's people spending more time in the product, spending more money, and you know, um, and, and and you have to kind of break that up because, yeah, I mean, there may be some diminished returns where people will be highly engaged with this, let's say in the first thirty days or sixty days, and 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 it will start to taper off. But, but that's also an early signal, you know, to figure out. So if this isn't working, what else can we do to continue to engage our users? And so, you know, f- you know, f- you know, for us at Tinker, you know, we really value sort of, you know, continuing to do this because when you start seeing, you kind of have baselines, right? And then you sort of see trends, whether they're going up and down. It's, it's kind of a signal to figure out, hey, you know, we need to do something else because ultimately you got to, build a lot of these things into the product but 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 you got to but but you got to figure out like how do you keep bringing people into the product as well yeah i love it 
Charlie, give him a couple of points. Come on, host. Give him, give him a couple of points to Lumit. Hey, Lumit, one of the things, I, you know, share what you want to share. But I've been wanting to do this for a long time on the onboarding yeah. sequence, and I yeah. see Tinker is doing it. And I was like, you know what? How do we take Blinkus's paywall that they've shared, and how do we use that? Rather than use it for actual paywall, use it for push notifications. And you guys are doing it. Do you have any data on this that you want to share, or do you want to keep it private? Completely up to you. <laughs> I, I mean, what I was sure, yeah. I mean, I mean, what I was sure is the fact that we're doing it, and and and, and it's still there because we run a lot of experiments. You know, you know, clearly it's working well for us. And you know, for us, I mean, what I will say, and I think for most most companies, you know, you know, the earlier you sort of put that into the onboarding flow, the more likely you that someone is willing to sort of give you those um, permissions, right? And and what we found. You know, doing a seven-day free trial, and in 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 you know, uh, and this wasn't just from like looking at Blinkist and anybody else. We also asked our users, like, you know, what what was your biggest concern? (laughs) You know, (laughs) doing a seven-day free trial, and for the most part, it's for getting like, you know, if they don't like it, you know, and getting charged. And and so, you know, uh, you know, we kind of ran different mock-ups of that, you know, through, through, through user research. And, and and we found, you know, ultimately, I mean, what Blinkist did was, was great because, you know, for the most part, that's kind of what people want. And, and, and so, you know, for us, it's really led to really high opt-in rates to, 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 and, and gives us another way to continue to like engage with users with, with push. We should give it to Headway. Yeva's here. I mean, Headway. Headway did this. All right, Yeva. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about is the community aspect. Look, forgot to mention at the very top, but Tinker's got 100 million kids. It's the largest community for kids to learn how to code. So talk to me about community. When did you guys actually, was it at the core of the business when you first started, when you guys were like early on, or was it something that you kind of gradually threw in there? The community aspect of it. So, so Tinker's been around um, predates me. I've been here like a year, right? But but, but it's been That's... been around for, for for over ten years. And you know, I think you know the founders were super smart because you know community was kind of built in right from the start in, in, into the product. But but the, but the big difference is you know uh, people may notice or not, but. But we have over 150,000 schools that use Tinker. So we have, you know, that's kind of where Tinker started. It started in schools. And so there was huge awareness for Tinker within schools, like two out of three schools, I think, in the U.S. use Tinker. And so then the idea was, you know, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you build on 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 that? And 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 that's that that's where I think you know a lot of the the community aspect came in because you know a lot of kids. What we found was that they were looking to continue to to use Tinker outside of school, and so you know you know it was a natural fit to sort of you know build them into you know feed into this whole community where they could engage with kids not only within their own school doing Tinker but outside of school, and. You know, uh, just like anything, it's continued to compound and grow as more and more kids. It creates kind of that flywheel where, where kids ultimately love to learn learn from other kids tips and tricks on on how to get better at at, at tinker. And, and 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 the more and and, and 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 the more that other kids have continued to engage and and stay part of the community, 
it's just created the whole viral and word of mouth where more kids get to tell their other friends about it. And, 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 and it kind of becomes part of like, Hey, this is a great place to not only learn to code, but, but also to, um, to, to, to build, um, friendships and connections as well. You know, is the, the, the last component of this, when, when you're talking about the viral components of the, like telling other kids, I feel like you should encourage them. Are you doing anything? Is it just like, like these status reports of parents like, Oh my God, I'm so proud. And so we're like forwarding off to our, like maybe our parents and then our friends. Are you kind of just saying like, Hey, share this on social media. Do you guys do anything to encourage people to share out all that stuff? Or is it just like build these features? Human psychology says they're most likely to share this out. (laughs) No, we do do that. But one of the things that we've been doing is that that really works well is we create these different competitions and contests around mm. coding and we call it code jams and and it's around different themes wherever it's summer and generally during the holidays that's when kids have more time and and and, and it's a way you know for kids to to create different projects around um different themes and 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 then we get other people in the community to rate um these different projects and and, and it's kind of like the um that's how the how how the whole community kind of gets more involved in into it and and so so they create projects they share it you know internally and externally and 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 then encouraged to share it externally because then they get more more you know more, more of their friends and family to sort of vote for those projects and and it kind of creates that flywheel and and naturally encourages them because because ultimately there's you know there's prizes and rewards to be won but I think, you know, you know, I mean, what we found as much as, you know, kids love, you know, earning like gift cards and, and, and different coins, it's, it's, you know, just, you know, the thing that's priceless is, 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 is generally like when we read, you know, a lot of feedback is just, you know, just seeing their parents telling them how they're proud of them doing a great job or, or their friends saying, wow, that was so cool. How did you do that? You know? Yeah. I know my past guest, she was like sending out, it was a subscription model monthly. And then every month, I mean, it's a pain in the butt. She would send out a, it was called 99 walks, but they would send out a bracelet with uh, the month's theme and they would send out physical products, you know, a little bit. I love trophies. So I'm always like, all right, give me a badge, digital badge, but you know what? It's cool. Like having a little trophy too. And so it kind of reminds me of that these rewards that we all want. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, yeah, go for it. I would love to like send like physical certificates to kids, you know, but uh, you know, yeah, that's something maybe yeah. for the future. Maybe, maybe. All right. Well, Lomit needs some help. If you guys got a dad joke, put it in the comments, and then he can read it off. But we're going to get into the app audit section of our show, and we like to start off every app audit with some dad jokes. All right, little bit. Since you don't got one, I got one for you. I think I got some pretty good ones here. Let's see. Okay. Uh, all right, little bit. Here we go. Ready to go. Okay, the button's ready. All right, little bit. I grilled the chicken for two hours. I don't eat meat anymore, but okay. I grilled the chicken for two hours. Yeah. It still wouldn't tell me why it crossed the road. There you go. All right. <laughs> Where's Ricardo when I need him? So if anybody's got a bad joke that wants to compete with me, put it in the comments and I'll read it off too. 
then we're going to take a look at Bruno's app. Bruno is a love to have him on in the future, but he's got a AI assistant app and he's got, let me look at how to rank. I did all this. I was going to say, I found one joke on. Okay. You want me to say it? Yes, please. All right. right. It might've been said before. I don't know, but why don't skeletons fight each other? Why don't skeletons fight each other? Why? Yeah. Because they don't have the guts. I like it. Okay, good. Thank you, Lomit. Love it. All right, try to find another one. We do a couple of rounds. All right, put L if you thought Lomit's better joke was better, and then put S if you can remember what I said with my joke, and then we'll play for dinner. All right, Lomit. All right, have some fun with it. All right, back to Bruno's app. He said, "Hey, Steve, I want to help to rank my keywords faster. I did all the secrets. I know the Mexico keywords, but I can't grow to the top." Okay, cool. We can talk about ASO, but anything on the App Store presence, Lomit, that you want to talk about? I mean, generally, when I look at App Store, you know, uh, and I think most people, you know, in terms of in terms of where where the attention usually goes is is, is around social validation, right? Like and reviews and ratings, and and, and I think it seems like they, you know, um, you know, the ratings and reviews seem pretty decent on this. Yeah, it's then, then it's a matter of like looking at the screens, you know. I don't think most people, you know, read a lot, right? So it's all it's all visual, right? And 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 then it's like you know the screens, like like what, what's really popping up, and it and and I think you know the way they're kind of using the headlines is, is pretty nice. You know, yes. the difference is like if you look at these screens versus a lot of the other ones, you know that that generally sort of encourage you to kind of look from left to right. It kind of bleeds in, right? And and, and maybe there could be a little bit more bleeding from one screen to another that kind of encourages you to keep look keep keep looking. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. And and then I think um you know shout out to Yelena. You know, you know, I think he did a, a great thing with Headway. I, I, you know, I watched that one a couple of weeks back. But um you know the other thing that we found too is the app size. So one of the things that we did, like our app used to be over a hundred, you know, um megabytes and 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 it caused you know, um, a lot of issues, especially with people outside of like the US wanting to download the app. And and and, and now that we optimized the app and, and had it below a hundred, you know, we've seen a surge of like downloads happen. So I'm not sure what that app size was for, for this one. Now that's but a great that's tip. Thing to look at. Yeah, I don't actually think about it that much, but we had a client that yeah. went over because we had a brand new version and then are we we've been running ads successfully in India and it just yeah like a cost per acquisition just shot up since the new version yeah. and going, I think it's above 200 or something. I have to look, but yeah, pay attention to the app size. It does. It is important. Say under a hundred if you can. Yeah. And, and then another thing it's like in terms of like price points, right. In terms of yeah. in-app purchases there, I, I sort of see, you know, there's like weekly, annual, monthly point being, and, and, and I can just give you the, you know, um, Tinker's example. We used to have a whole series of like these different plans. Like there's a plan for mobile. There was a plan for web. There's a plan, mm. for, you know, like like quarterly, annually, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, 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 and what we found oh. is it, it, it just complicates people because it's like there's too many choices. And, and, and we've just really simplified going to a unified uh, subscription that works across mobile and web, you know, pretty much like, oh. you know, you know, simplifying the price points. The only difference being like on web, you know, uh, you know, we offer like a quarterly subscription, annual subscription and a lifetime subscription. 
on on mobile for the most part you know we we just offer the quarterly and monthly because for the most part what we find is a lot of people come into mobile to get started and 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 then it's really up to us to to encourage them to kind of experience the entire uh tinker experience across platforms and you know um that's why we've you know uh for the most part kind of focus on on, on just like t- two different tiers here versus showing everything and, and i'm thinking you know you know in, in, in this app that we're looking at if you just simplify kind of the tiers on on, on the t- two price options i think that would make it a lot easier because the key is really just getting them in first right once you get yeah. them in always could because the other thing that we do is that we have you know um found ways to based on usage and engagement to really prompt them to 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 up to upgrade or upsell them into longer tier plans but but the key, okay. and, but but the key is really to remove the friction to get them in in the first place or else you know uh you know it you you know we do something we do some of those things that are similar to what uh, I think Elena talked about in terms of like you know discounts and stuff. But 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 the, but the way we kind of went about it, and, and, and I'm not sure if Headway did the same thing, is that we continue to actually raise our prices. Last year we tried we raised our prices to really kind of figure out you know like 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 what's the what's what's the optimal price points that we could charge without you know, uh, negatively impact their business and then using, you know, different forms of discounting to, 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 to try and give more of an incentive to users to, 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 to purchase quickly. I love that. I love that. Cool. One thing I wanted to highlight was the, the fact that you said the, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. I should have wrote it down. Simplifying the the tiers. Oh no, the upselling. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. Based I love on that. Usage, you know, we, you know, we prompt um, uh, people to tr- sort of upgrade to the next tiers. Yeah, yeah I love that. I did. I did that with Calm. I mean, I don't know if they're yeah. this smart, but I, they gave me a lifetime offer for half off. Right? It was like three hundred dollars lifetime offer, and it happened to be the time when my annual was about to renew. And then yeah. they gave me a seven day sale, made me check out online. And on the last day, I ended up buying the 150. And no offense to you, Calm, but I don't use Calm to meditate anymore. I've just moved everything yeah. to Peloton. But yeah, they got the best out of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me one second. I got a, the allergies. The smoke is bad. The air quality in the air is, it really is bad, bad out there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get. Oh, one thing I would say. So Bruno asked about keywords. Bruno, what I would do, and I, Bruno and I are working together, but we have to change this. But anyways, we build for the outcome. So if you got any AI apps, look, I'm not trying to compete with all the big, you know, ChatGPT type of apps like Ask AI. We got the official ChatGPT app. We got Genie. So I'm not trying to compete. For me personally, when I'm building an AI app, no matter what the category is, I try to build for the outcome. And so there's good keywords around like, essay writer or you know things like maybe i saw here job offers cover letters so resume builder i know that's a great keyword so could you be like resume builder ai instead of assistant ai right i feel like lomit ai is the next dot com right you know everybody wanted the dot com it's so cool to have dot com i feel like blank ai like start sitting on those keywords because it's gonna i feel like it's just gonna be the future 
Yeah, and I completely agree with you in terms of like, you know, the more you focus on outcomes, that's ultimately what people want, right? Uh, in, in terms of in terms of what they're looking, I mean, any product is really a means to that end. So, so the, the more you can sort of, you know, focus on keywords that ultimately is to what you said, you know, the, the potential outcomes that people are looking for, then, you know, the, you know, th- that's going to at least get them more excited to, to take a look. Cause, cause, cause it's, you know, for the most part, I mean, the app store is crowded. It, it's, you know, people are just going to scan through, you know, different things that come, come up. So, you know, you know, it's really a matter of, you know, trying to win the popularity based on what they really want versus, you know, um, well, what they think they might, they need to look for to get to that outcome. Yeah. And Bruno, I, I love, I love this paywall, but I think there needs to be an onboarding experience, just a couple of screens, just to remind users what they can get the outcomes. Like we just talked about too. And Lomay on the outcome side, when you get more niche with the outcome, like, you know, you guys are learning to code. Yes it's the higher the conversions, right? If you start with right. very high generic keywords, like, I don't know, I'm just going to throw out meditation, but if instead you go like deep breathing or like soundscapes and you rank for that soundscape is going to be higher conversions in terms of subscription than it would be if you were going after like meditation or, or some generic keyword. Yeah. Another thing that we found doing onboard and, and we tested this, but, but just putting a kind of a short video in there, just showing. Yeah, I saw that. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's really worked well for us. You know, because um, for the most part, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you can kind of put in, you know, uh, messages around the benefits. But what we found was just kind of put in a video and and some of those social validations around, you know, um, different the awards and stuff that we've gotten. That 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 tends to work work pretty well and it could be something for bruno to try past guest friend of mine josh who is the founder of the created the miracle morning app he says same thing you know how Eldrod obviously wrote the the book but a little bit lean ai okay having a video with the author really helps them to get that engagement because obviously there's that personal feel like holy shit and i'm talking to Lomit patel from lean ai that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, I remember being at the uh, the event when 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 they were talking when he was talking about kind of you know the miracle morning. You know, I uh-huh. think um, you know the key thing there definitely is the affinity of the community that they built around the author, right, and the users. Mm. Yeah, look, it's working. And so I guess Bruno, you got like five, I got five. It looks like five chats. For free. I don't know. One of the things I, I know this is more features that I'm thinking about too. So I love the ad right here that he has. And I think it's important. I don't yeah. know. It's just my opinion as an indie developer. I think it's important to have ads. My friend Moyo said like he doesn't make much from ad revenue, but the ad revenue that he does make, he uses it to run his advertising to get downloads for the app. And I was like, that's brilliant because obviously subscription is going to be higher. And then secondly, it gives us the opportunity to make the ads for free and run an app advice campaign and, you know, getting those downloads, turning those downloads into reviews, good users, and potentially more revenue there too. But Does, does he offer a free trial? Yeah, he does. It's a three-day trial. Right here. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was curious, like, you know, because I know, you know, free trials vary by different lens. You know, I've, I've never, like, like Steve, I don't know if you... Obviously, you have a lot of experience. 
do these free tri- free day trials generally work? I know people do it for like 48 hours, sh- shorter time frame. Right. What I found was, you know, ideally just give them like, or at least what we found was, I mean, we had like 30, 14, but seven days tend to be kind of a sweet spot because for the most part, and it depends on the audience. I mean, kids, they're not going to get started right away, right? Most people are mm-hmm. new and so you want to give them enough time to at least get started into it. So I'm not sure if, you know, with this, this audience of three days is good or if you want to maybe try ex- expanding that a little bit. Yeah, I think it, it depends. I've seen seven mostly, gener- generally speaking, work the best. The The other one is three for like weekly offers. Obviously, this is a chat GPT app, so there are cost to every interaction i have so i can see why he's trying to limit the amount of free days you get but yes i have found that usually speaking seven days is the best and then three i've seen work pretty well for different apps especially if you're going to do a weekly offer and you're trying to promote the weekly offer you you know three days is usually the best for that okay all right that's good all right limit you you found chat gpt and we got two to one all right i would like more votes but all right i'll settle for the three votes that we got you win round one my friend (laughs) all right while you think of the next joke we got hey steve can you tell me if keywords used in metadata and in subscription promotion on the app store count as repeated keywords you have any insight on this moment like if you name your subscriptions with the keywords that you're trying to rank for versus just calling that monthly subscription does that impact the repeating keywords at all i'm not sure um i um Generally, what I, um, you know, I mean, I mean, what we found is, you know, you know, if if you kind of use kind of the keywords um, in the metadata or the description or, or in the name, you know, you don't have to kind of repeat it in in other places. Yeah, I mean, Gigi, <laughs> I don't know for sure if it counts as repeating or if it just helps. In my anecdotal data, I feel like it actually helps versus hurts. So I would do it if I were you. It's low-hanging fruit. It's easy to implement. So I would do it personally. All right. All right, let's go into round two. Lomit, you got another one? Another joke for us? Let me ask chat. GPT. <laughs> okay, I'll go first then, my friend. All right. Lost. All right, Mary, come on, hook me up again. All right, here we go. Where's my other one? All right. All right, here's a good one. I feel very confident about this one. Yeah. Lomit, a storm blew away 25% of my roof last night. Now, I only got an oof. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, what do you got? All right. Uh, why did the scarecrow win an award? Why? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you even like, you're like, oh. you gotta give dads a, you gotta give dads a, a break, right? There's a lot of other things, you know. I mean, I mean, being a dad, you know, there's a lot of things in your mind than just, uh, just having jokes. I <laughs> love it. All right. We got who is the person? I forgot to say this is Nick's app. Oh, if you guys want us to look at your app in a future live stream, there's a little bit of a wait, but just go to appmasters.com slash audit, appmasters.com slash audit. If you want to sit down with an hour for an hour with me, same link, go to appmasters.com slash audit. I had like two different calls yesterday, an hour, just really breaking it down. So yeah. shout out to you, Gio and Nato for our call last night all right 
cool. Any so this Nick wants to know, hey, like everything, moment, help me increase downloads, help me increase subscriptions. So where do you want to start? So this one I thought um, this, this one I thought was pretty exciting as well, because it's an it's like an ad tech app, right? And and generally, you know, a lot of these like flashcard stuff, it's you know, it's a great way for kids to learn. Um, not sure in terms of like who, who the audience is here, you know, but, you know, I think in the app screens, you could definitely make it a little bit more compelling and, and make it pop. For one thing, maybe just using people kind of, you know, in one of those screens, you know, showing some happy, you know, people on that, I think, you know, could, could, could be interesting. Um, that logo for the most part, I mean, you know, it oh, yeah. uh, doesn't, kind of pop as much so um and, and 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 steve you know how important app icons are right um the um the reviews i think for the most part was over four stars right yeah. um but but do they have a lot of reviews i don't think they do right they have only eight yeah that's what i'm thinking so one of the things to try and do i mean i mean ultimately um if there are people using it i mean i mean just just try to prompt the ones that are engage with product to, to to write more reviews i think outside of the you know the ratings people look at like the number of reviews you have to right to try and come up with some kind of context about hey is this app you know popular or, or is it new uh, outside of the app screens i didn't really look at the app size again you know i mean that's another one but um, 5. um it's 5.2 it's very low no that's nice and then um in terms of like the Again, the different options. I think is it, is it like a subscription app or something, right at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. It seems like we'll get into the multiple tiers. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I would say is, look, personally, unless you're ranking well for, let me just double check. Are you ranking well for indexed? Yeah, you're not. So, and there's already an index. This one. So, I, I, I would give up on uh, any type of branding in the beginning of my, you know, until I'm trying to get it going right now, eight reviews. I'm going to say, assume Nick, that you're just trying to get it going. I'd go all in on flashcards maker, right. And just call it that and just call it by itself. That's it. I, I like, I'm really digging going back to 2019 a little bit and I'm going exact match for the titles. Don't care anymore. Especially if yeah. you're trying to get win on an ASO level and you don't have, you know, low mitts marketing budget and you're just trying to get free downloads, go exact match, call it exactly what you want and clap flashcards maker because that's what the app does easily create custom flashcards on the go study cards i would also if it's study cards or flashcards like keep it the same if aso says it's flashcards because you have it in the title call it flashcards rather than study cards you want to make it big and bold you i don't like the font here i feel like it's harder to read but you want to make it big and bold to make sure that people understand hey i'm searching for flashcards maker and guess what if you put in yo easy flashcard maker or number one flashcard maker guess what? They're going to tap on it as the first screenshot. Cause as you know, in the app stores, this is what we see. You know, we see the, the app name, but we see the screenshots and i my eye always goes to the screenshots because that's just where my eye goes, but that's a great way to do it. And if you have flashcards maker in the title and you have flashcards maker here, people are going to feel like, Oh, you are a great flashcards maker app. So that's how I would start doing this there. And then what I would do is because there are some, I don't know if it's just for study time. So maybe even think about like, if you're trying to grow downloads just through Apple search ads, think about study timer, like 
things around studying that people might be going after. From what I can see on app follow, when I put in flashcards, this is just how I feel about the keyword. The number three app only has 181 reviews. So again, he's got the exact match, unlike you, Index, Nick. So that's why I would go all in because then, you know, they're number three right behind Quizlet and this other one. This other one's, you know, going all in on the, the keyword and no brand. So that's why I would do it if you don't have a big marketing budget. If you do, great, build that brand. It's important so that you, your brand keyword search volume goes up. And if it goes up, it becomes another driver for you versus just relying on the generic term. So, all right, let's get into the app. This is supposed to be 15 minutes for the, okay, again. <laughs> Where's the onboarding? We talked about this. Rewind. Talk. Yeva's going to be really mad. There's no onboarding here. Have some onboarding experiences. Remind people. Maybe even, what do you think? Maybe allow them to create that first cool flashcard during the onboarding. Get them to engage. Who, what are you? Are you a student? Just like Tinker was like, hey, are you a parent? Are you a student? Are you an educator? Right? Like, figure that stuff out because. In my opinion, Lomit, it gives you data. So if you find that like, hey, parents, you know, around this area, maybe they ask for age. I know certain people ask for age. I think Edwin might ask for age. But like, yeah, ask for it because then it informs your advertising. So if you go on Meta, you go, hey, find me parents, dudes in the Bay Area around 40, then perfect. And Tinker knows that data. They're more likely to convert. But that's what I would do. And you got to work on this paywall, Nick. It's butt ugly. Sorry, nobody wants to subscribe. Like, there's looks like there's no free trials here. You got to have a free trial. Lomit said it too. You got to have a free trial. I mean, oh, keep it on the paywall if I hit X out of that too. But you just went here, and I don't know. This needs a little bit of work from a UI perspective. Go ahead, Lomit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with you know a lot of the things you said, but but yeah, for the most part, um, it it it. You know, if it's appealing to like, like students or whatever, you got to try and make it look exciting, right? And, yeah. and I think the most part is going to be like, a free, it would be good to have a free trial, right? Most people aren't going to kind of pay pay up front, and um, and, and just play up. You know, I think you know, you know, getting some kind of like award or or, or some form of like social validation would be good to sort of play that up. I mean, it'd be great to sort of say like, you know, like, you know, tens and thousands of kids are, are using this, whatever, right? I mean, yeah. if you can't say something like that, you know. That's the answer. That would be the answer, yeah. What are some ASO secrets? I'm not sharing that right now. I just created a flashcard for just listening to the podcast version of it and then upgrade to add more tasks. I like how you limits it, but I think I would have a trial, quick little trial. Yeah maybe a three-day trial because it's so inexpensive anyways, and then do lifetime offer. I would just have that on the, the board. What I've been t- talking about too, a little bit to the discounting, yeah. I feel like this, you know, that first-time user experience is the most important. So have a discount during that first-time user experience because yeah. you know you that's when people buy. So yeah, that's the best time to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's one of the benefits. If you get them in with a free trial, you can kind of, you know, uh, within that free trial period, you know, given the option with, with, with a compelling discount to convert quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you got the gardener there. <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Nick. Hey, work on, no, to be honest with you, man, Nick, 
like work on the designs. The designs are a little bit dated in my opinion. And then, you know, figure out the onboarding, figure out the paywall, figure out the keywords, but a little bit, I might put design as a less priority, lower priority because, but I do want, think it's a priority, you know, like work on the downloads. Like what's, there's no point in having a beautiful app if you're, you know, if you have no downloads. So work on the downloads first and then fix the designs once you get the downloads. Amazing suggestion. Okie doke. Low mint. Anything we missed? Let me look at my notes. Anything we missed that you want to make sure we cover? Well, no, I think we covered the, uh, yeah. I don't know if there's any other questions in the audience or something. Yeah, if you guys got any, oh, it's here. Scott, sorry, Scott. And then Luis says, love the colors, but the font family is SS, kind of difficult to read. Is the SS, what's the SS mean? I don't know. Scott Williams says, hey, Steve, is it better for ASO to name your app after the keywords you're targeting? If I had a meditation app, would it call meditation plus plus or something similar in ASO? Yeah, it would help. Like if you look up sleep for right now, there's an app called sleep. And I'm going to talk to Martin from the podcast app. And we're going to talk about that too. But yeah, it is. Scott, obviously I wouldn't go after meditation and call it plus plus. But yes, that's a great example. Personally, I'm doing that. Screen OSS screenshots. Got it. More bad. Peter says, what paid ad platform did you get the best returns? It, it depends, but for the most part, um, you know, we've um, I've always found like Google or or Facebook, you know, depending on diff- different audiences. And, um, you know, um, when, when I did a lot of paid previously, um, you know, um, even like Snapchat and, and TikTok were, were good. Did you? But I, find- key, I was going to say the key with paid is really to try and ideally, if you can, if you, if you can, is, is to sort of not not think about what's working now, but think about like eighteen months to twenty four months, like what's starting to get hot. That could be hot, you know, in a couple of years. And ironically. In, um, and, and, and Steve, I know you've had a couple of people from my team, from my MVU, whatever yeah. stuff. But you know, one of the things you know when I, you know, w- when we were there early, you know, was really because paid was like a big driver, and and the idea was really figure out you know you know who's our audience that we're going after. For, for the most part, we're like Gen Zs, and you know, at, at that time, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You know, were, was, pretty, was was getting pretty expensive, and the question is, what were the most emerging like apps to potentially look at? Ironically, I mean, I mean, those things come from just either asking your customers, or even just talking to like like if you have young kids or, or teenagers, like like where you're hanging out, where you're spending time, and and that's how I really got to found, find out about things like you know Snapchat and TikTok, and and then just kind of you know reach out to people through LinkedIn if you have some you know um you know connections and and for the most part any company that's sort of building a freemium type of product needs to figure out a monetization strategy sooner or later whether it's going to be for advertising or subscriptions and so you know you know having those conversations early and when they start to put out a beta version of that you can get onto that beta and that's what we did at IMVU so you know what I would say is right now you know I mean um Ultimately, you know, with paid, the challenge isn't just doing paid, but it's measurement. That's the piece yeah. that, that that's the hardest. It's like, you know, come up with a attribution systems that you trust, not only that you trust, but you can convince other people in your company 
to, to get behind, <laughs> right? So then, you know, so then you can sort of validate, you know, whatever your cost to acquire a customer is, your return on ad spend. But beyond that, you know, look, you know, based on the type of audiences you're going after, look, look at other platforms outside of what's really popular today that you can maybe mm. get into early or, or be part of some betas that they're working on. Yeah. I like that. For Google, when you said Google, was it Google for iOS downloads or Google for Google downloads? So it's so both. Um, I, both. Mean, I mean, we did it for Android, and 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 that and that at that time, you know, they were getting really early into iOS, so we were able to sort of work on the iOS side like as it. well. Yeah, I like it. All right, that's a great way. Oh, let me. I might have to do round three because I won. We only get two votes, so all right. <laughs> but Joe says, does anybody know of an app, Google Play equivalent of Apps Gone Free? Joe, there is one. You know, there are apps. If you Google Apps Gone Free on Google Play, you'll free, find a bunch of apps. I don't have a good relationship with anyone there, but you might go to Reddit, subreddit called the App Hookup, and they do Android apps. They're primarily iOS apps, but you can do Android on App Hookup there too. Okay, let me. You got the last joke, and we'll end it with that. You got one more in you. Let me. Uh, okay, you chat GPT. All right, I got one more. Okay. All right, I'll go first. My cell phone. Let me. My cell phone actually took a ten-minute video of my of my shoes yesterday. It was some pretty good footage. There you go. All right, you ready for my last one? Yes. Why did the bicycle fall over? Why? Because it was too tired. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Come on. Last votes. Put L if you thought Lemon's joke was better. I did. I did personally think it's better. And put S if you thought my joke was better. And then we're playing for dinner on The Loser. Now, if you want to learn more about what's going on with Lomit, look, he's an influencer. He's got, a, he writes a lot of great content. You can check out all his articles on Forbes if you just look for his name, Lomit Patel, or you can go to lomitpatel.com. And obviously, I'm going to sign up because I want my kids to code. But if you want to get your kids to start coding and learning about the benefits, shoot, even, even, even if they don't become a developer, I feel like it's a useful skill to have because it makes it easy for me to talk to developers. Well, check out Tinker with the Y, tinker.com. All right. Lewis says L. So, okay, Lomi, I owe you dinner. That was a great joke. And then Peter said he loved that answer. So, I know it looks in there. We're going to clip that up into its own yeah. little clip. Lomit, if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, do you want to send them anywhere else? Best way to connect is, I mean, reach out to me on LinkedIn. You know, you know, it, you know I definitely, you know, we'll get back to you there. And um, You will, promise, huh? I will, I will. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I always do my best. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to give you my my email at Tinker too. If anybody's got any any questions or whatever, you know, it's pretty easy. It's it's L P A T E L at Tinker.com. So you know, there's two ways to get hold of me. L Patel at Tinker.com. All right, Louis says, Thank you, Lomit and Steve. I love the today's episode. And Joe says, Yes, thanks, Steve. Is that a subreddit that we as publishers can post to? Yeah, Joe, you missed it, bro. But like if you Look at the live a couple of weeks ago. We talked all about how do you like sort of growth hack Reddit. And we, we talked about this, but reach out to the essentially short of it all. You can post itself yourself, reach out to one of the moderators, let him know what you're trying to do. And then here, Joe, you can see here's a price drop on this Android. Then they'll approve it. And then you can post it yourself as well, or you can get one of your friends to do it. But yeah, it's the Neelay broke it down, but he said, reach out to the moderator, ask moderator first.
because then they have a they're very strict on this they'll delete a lot of crap on there all right mary says great stuff let me thank you so much for coming on Next week, we got Martin, who's the CEO of the podcast app, and they got a new app that's going to help you sleep as well. And so we're going to talk all about how he's been able to grow, like really, like I find it very successful because he ranked number one for podcasts. I don't know if they're still number one for when you search for podcasts. He was like pretty much podcast app. If you search for that, he's definitely number one for that as well. So we're going to break down his growth strategy, how he's been able to like really build a great business behind it. But join us every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. We'll be live on YouTube and the audio version goes out on Monday mornings. Lomit, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thanks, Steve, for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you guys for watching, for listening, for you those live. I have you guys have my heart, okay? Forget the other people that just watch replay. You guys that show up live have my heart. All right, have a great weekend, everybody. I will see you next Friday. Bye. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.